Hello everyone, welcome to Uncertified and Unqualified. I'm Rita. And I'm Anna. And today we're going to be talking about the devaluation of jobs in America. So this is really going to encompass all the different ways that, you know, you can be devalued as an employee. So, you know, whether it be elitism, classism, sexism, racism, or monetarily, you know, there's a lot of compounding factors in the devaluation of jobs in America right now. Yeah, for sure. People definitely look down on service, retail, and trade jobs, despite those jobs being the reason that we continue to run as a world and function as societies. And those jobs allow you you know, to get your McFlurry at 2 a.m. So, you know, I, I want to start us off just this fantastic quote. Um, you cannot demand a service while simultaneously degrading those who provide it to you. We don't know who said that, Yeah, but, um, but it's an excellent quote. Yeah, and just think about that, you know, just throughout your entire life and the entirety of this episode, you can't demand a service while simultaneously degrading those who provide it to you. And on that note, let's get into it. Let's get into it, yo. <laughs> so from the Washington Post, um, there's a whole article that, you know, we'll, we'll send along the pike to you guys, but monetary value has already been a problem for jobs, and many are underpaid and overworked. That's just, like, a big issue. Yeah, with in general, there are so many jobs that are extremely underpaid and Lot, extremely overworked trade and, and retail and service and all that kind of stuff. this is from 2014 so we were already seeing a trend and pattern of this happening in 2014 so you know just think about now it's been damn near 10 years <laughs> and just think about 2022 with everything that has been going on in the world i would name it but you already know everything that's going on in the world and you know we're not feeling great about it so just think about <laughs> how jobs are feeling right now but so yeah, as I said, the Washington Post has already seen a problem with monetary evaluation as of 2014. So just think about the kind of state we're in in 2022. So um, jobs, it has we've probably been super aware of this before, but jobs that companies can easily outsource overseas or replace with a machine have increasingly been happening. Yeah, and which is total flaming hot trash garbage because um, <laughs> it, it. I mean. You always say, oh, well, those machines can be replaced with people who need to, like, maintenance the machines. It's like, yes, but that's also extra trades and skill and schooling that's being taken away from people to make those machines work that people were doing the work that machines were doing and, you know, maybe didn't have whatever, you know what I mean? So... That was a confusing line of thought. Yeah, well, you know what I, I mean? I got there in the end. Yeah. I got there in the end, but that was a confusing line. <laughs> yeah, of time. but it's just like the machine. Yeah. Like, you need people to maintenance the machines. Like because It's very difficult because it's like, you know, okay, so we have these machines that are doing it, and it's going to, you know, fix human error. But then, do you get to a point where everything's machines and do you have jobs for people? And like, but like, you know, that's a confusing Exactly. Point. And then there's always people that are going to, like I said, there's always going to be people that are needed to fix machines because, you know, things break after a while it's yeah. just the function of things but then you need extra education to do those things so that's it's, you know it's just it's a whole it's, thing it's a little bit of a mess a but whole freaking mess um what i will say is that a lot of these jobs are um called middle skill jobs which okay that's what economists call it um this is a little, I feel like that's a little degrading, but it is. okay. That, that's, that's along, it's along the same line of thought that we're talking about with, you know, yeah. the evaluation of jobs on so many yeah. levels. These middle skill jobs include a lot of factory work. Um, and, you know, these have been outsourced overseas to people in which 
are which are also getting extremely underpaid, which is disgusting. Right. And or and or getting replaced with machines. Right. So actually, um, the country is down about 5.5 million manufacturing jobs since 1990, according to the Labor Department. And, and that that's, was, this is from an article from 2014. That's a lot. <laughs> Imagine how much that's gone up in like eight it's years. A lot. And on top of that, again, like I said before, a lot of clerical and sales tasks that, um, you know, were being handled in our country where we have we do have like minimum wage laws and such have been sent overseas where our country takes advantage of workers in other countries who don't get paid as much and make a fraction of what they would make here and it's it's quite disgusting again with the devaluation of jobs you are just it's and it's not it's not a problem of oh these people in other countries are taking our jobs. It's a problem of our country is taking advantage of people in other countries because they don't have labor laws that make sure that they are paid a livable wage even though we don't do that in our country. And but we'll get to that. But Exactly. And the thing is they're not taking jobs that no. corporations are giving them. Like if you're yeah, you know corporations are taking advantage of them. That's what that's what's being that's taken. That's the problem. That's what's being taken. The yeah. jobs aren't being taken. The jobs are being given freely. Yeah. But they're they're for... taking them to other countries because then they can take advantage of it and create more of a profit because they're undervaluing these workers in other countries and paying them but it's extremely low wages, extremely low Un- wages. Unlivable wages. Extremely unlivable wages. And long hours, they don't have labor laws, they don't have overtime laws, you know, it's, it's, that is truly a whole other beast in and of itself. But again, it kind of feeds into that devaluation of jobs because we villainize these people in other countries for so-called taking jobs and our country doesn't value those workers and we underpay them severely yeah yeah but so <laughs> that's so that's that and... that's that whole issue yeah. in a like a five second rundown um yeah. but again going back to the middle skill jobs of sorts in Quote, 1979 uh, middle skill jobs accounted for 57 percent of the jobs in the u.s economy but by 2009 that share was down to 46 percent and if that share had not changed over 30 years, meaning it had stayed to the 1979 levels, there would be 15 million more middle-skilled jobs in America. 15 million. What's the population Just of the United States Insane. Today? That is a lot of jobs. Let's see what the population of the United States. We're doing quick Google search. In 2020, uh, there hasn't been a more updated? Well, okay. Well, in 2020, there was 329.5 million people. In the United States. And that's... And that's 2020. Yeah. But, like, we're even looking back into, like, 1979 and 2009. So I don't even want to know, at this point, how many more middle-skill-type jobs there would be in America. Right. So as you can see, we are having issues with jobs that you think of as middle skill. I don't really know how else to describe them because that is how these people are describing them. So that's kind of, that's what we're going to be using. But like, you can see that there's already a problem with we're losing those jobs and people are underpaying those jobs. Right. Now we're going to go into, you know, the federal minimum wage that we have in our country and the problems it has created for people as well. Right. So baseline, it's been 13 
16 years since the federal minimum wage was increased. Since July 2009, the federal minimum wage has remained $7.25 per hour. So when you actually adjust that for inflation, meaning that if you look at inflation over time um, and like how the federal minimum wage should be rising as inflation is rising in the years, the federal minimum wage has actually declined by 26% over this time. 26%. Which means you are technically, like, lose, like, the 725 does not, is not valued as much now as it was in 2009. It actually, like, it literally means that people are technically being paid less than they were in 2009 when you adjust for inflation. Which is... Insane! Fricked up. Insane! Insane, insane, insane! Because, let like, in this economy, <laughs> like gas literally... is almost $5 a gallon in some states, sometimes more in some states, and you're paying people seven twenty-five like, an hour? Girl. An hour Come of work on. for a gallon of gas just so they can get to that work when you're p- giving people, like, five hours of work? Yeah. Like, that is just not worth it. No. But, so yeah, our minimum wage is quite horrible, and... Specifically, women and even more specifically, black and Latina women represent the majority of federal minimum wage earners. So, you know, you can already see the um, sexist implications of the devaluation of jobs and our federal minimum wage. For sure. And 20 states that don't have a 20 states don't have a minimum wage higher than the federally mandated minimum wage. Yeah. So there so there are, you know. Some states that do have a higher federal minimum wage, not a federal minimum wage, I'm sorry. Some states do have a higher minimum wage in their state, right. but 20 states don't use the federally mandated minimum wage as their minimum wage. Right. I think, I, I feel like the minimum wage in Massachusetts just got moved to like 1420 or some shit like that. Something like that. Like I what? think DC's is... It's like 1560 or Pennsylvania is still 725. Pennsylvania is still 725. A lot of, um, as we will get into, a lot of southern states have kept the federal minimum wage at 725. So, you know, there's geographical issues as well with the devaluation of jobs. So, as you can see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But not even just looking at the federal minimum wage, tipped and disabled workers also can be earning sub-minimum wages, which are still federally legal. And if you don't know what a sub-minimum wage is, it's basically a lower minimum wage than seven twenty-five because they're accounting for the fact that you will get tips. Yeah. However, that is very hard to live your life on as tips are not a steady stream of income. No, they are not. So. So in eight, eight states, um, eight states have abolished sub-minimum wages, and it's California, Nevada, Oregon, Washington, Minnesota, Montana, Alaska, and Hawaii. So, so the entire, that's like, good. northwest, mo- the most of the northwest and the uh, west coast. But only eight out of the 50 that's have abolished this sub-minimum wage. Yeah, but 16 states, which is disproportionately in the south, as we mentioned, they use the federal tipped federal tipped minimum wage of almost 213 per hour adding to the unequal wages across the United States. Yeah, so the tipped minimum the, wage the is minimum $2.13. Wage is $2.13 an hour. That's less than gas right That's now. Less folks. Than, that is that is like half of gas. And yes, you're getting tips, but but like you should, 
What? You, you never know. Again, this is an tips excuse. Are, tips are not steady source of income. No. And this is an excuse for comp- businesses that have tip tipping jobs to pay their employees less and expect people to have to tip them for them to have a good income. And that is very dangerous and scary. Absurd. Yeah. So this extremely low minimum wage is just one way that shows how jobs are undervalued. We keep delegating these jobs, you know, they're teenager jobs or they're just a minimum wage job. It's just the thing you have. It's not some sort of, you know, big full-time career like real adults. But we never really seem to think about the people who are actually trying to feed themselves or their families on these jobs. Yeah. And our disgracefully, disgracefully low minimum wage, many, because of it, many of these people are working multiple jobs and pooling over 40 hour work weeks, which I can tell you, people with these big adult careers are probably not always working as hard as these people. No, that's for damn sure. And working these, you know, 40 plus hour weeks doing retail, service, trade, whatever, it's so, I mean, it's just taxing on your body, which is, mm-hmm. and, like, even on your mind, regardless of that, like, you, it's not, not that, you know, a desk jobs are always cushy, but, you know, it's not a cushy desk job where you can sit all day long. Yeah, know? and you're dealing with customers, you know, it's very taxing on your mind and your body, which we will get into, but again, it's just, this is just one way that we have devalued jobs in America. We are not paying them livable wages, and we are not treating them with respect monetarily we deem them as these just little whatever minimum wage jobs when they really are the reason a lot of things run like uh, did you want to go to target and get your stuff like did you want to go to mcdonald's and get your meal like you have to have people working that and i won't even like not even to mention that even if these were just whatever teenager jobs why do you think it's okay for them not to also make a living wage one, you don't know their situation, and two, even if they are in an, a pretty solid life situation for them as teenagers, where they're they are the people looking out. Yeah, for yeah, them yeah. For them. Even if they if they are in a solid environment like that, they are performing work for you. They are doing work. Like, why do you not think that they should be getting the correct livable wage for their work? Right. Yeah. Just saying. Just throwing that out. Just there. throwing that out there. I just. D- you should just be paid well. You should be paid correctly for your job. It, you shouldn't be demeaning them and saying, "Oh, this is just a what? This isn't an important job." Like, yes, it is. It, all these all jobs are important. Yeah, they help us and make us run in one way or another. Right. So we should be paying them correctly. And, and if you want to, if you want to complain about people not working and like you know doing whatever. Maybe if people are working, you should pay them well. Like, I, I don't... Like, it's very difficult to, you know, work if you can't afford gas to get there. Right. Just saying. Just throwing that out Just there. Just throwing that idea out there. Yeah. Yeah, but so... <laughs> yeah, minimum wage. A whole thing. <laughs> Mic drop on that. Yeah. <laughs> moving on. Um, moving into more um, occupational segregation by, you know, like race and ethnicity and gender and all that kind of stuff even jobs that aren't service retailer trade if they are like women or not male dominated jobs they're getting devalued yeah and i feel like you could be like duh but you know but it, 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 it bears they, saying. they really are yeah 
So even when accounting for factors such as like a person's education and their work experience, all workers experience what they call an earnings penalty when they hold jobs that are in traditionally women-dominated occupations. And black women specifically face the largest penalty, but also working in women-led positions hurts everyone, including men, women, people who are Asian, people who are black, people who are Hispanic, people who are white. It affects everyone because of them being in a traditionally women-dominated field. They are devalued. Whatever that means. Yeah. Right. And positions, uh, just kind of pointing to one, positions in education provide a great example of this. The share of public school teachers who are men fell from 32.2% in 1979, 32.2. Already pretty low. (laughs) To 24.9% in 2018. That's like damn near 10%. That's approaching 10%. Well, that's sort of. It's like 10% away from, (laughs) it's like. 14% 14% away from posting 10%, but that's already yeah. extremely low. Like, only 24.9% of educators were men in 2018. And the research shows that this male exit from this occupation could reflect a growing wage penalty, where teachers' earnings have declined relative to comparable workers in other professions. So teachers' earnings are declining as well. And this isn't even what we were talking about before with like a a minimum wage job or, you know, a service or retail or trade job. This is teaching and it's being devalued and it's in a different way. It's being devalued in a racist and sexist way. And it's Yeah, and you can see this all across many other jobs that are not traditionally held by a white man. Right, so, like, not only are people looking down on certain jobs for whatever reason, the U.S. is outsourcing jobs by exploiting people in other countries, by underpaying, the, uh, underpaying and the U.S. is underpaying jobs I- right here in the United States, specifically in women-dominated occupations. There is just a lot of monetarily underpaying people for a lot of many reasons, and it's quite disgusting. Yeah. It's quite... Disgusting. Flaming hot trash burger. And, you know, stepping aside from even just the monetary values that are being devalued, um, just and and also going into again the service and retail type jobs, even looking at the mental and physical health of people who work in these jobs is quite heartbreaking. Yeah. So Retail and specific service and retail jobs, they specifically struggle with mental health because of how customers treat employees. Yeah. And mental health is being affected by, like, the horrible treatment of people in service jobs. Yeah. People can be extremely cruel to other customer service workers and speak to them in ways that they would never speak to any other figures in their life. Meanwhile, a customer service worker is supposed to just put on a smile, take the abuse, and apologize for any slight inconvenience they may have caused them. And it doesn't matter if the person was at fault or if someone else was at fault or no one was even at fault because the mantra or the idea of customer service is that the customer is always right. Which is incorrect. <laughs> Which is deeply... Sometimes y'all just do be wrong. You just do be doing stupid you shit. just be wrong. But, you know, many people look down on customer service jobs as easy jobs that anybody can do, but it, it's, like, genuinely not true. And, like, many customer service roles don't require formal education, but it doesn't make them easy, yeah. though. Formal... It, having a formal education and a job that requires that formal education doesn't 
make that job necessarily more difficult. I mean, I do understand, like, if it's a surgeon, that's quite yeah, difficult. That's a, that's a <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily mean that your job is going to be more difficult because service and retail jobs require a certain type of skill set that not everyone has and not everyone is capable of doing. Now, has that also been worsened by rude customers? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in general, it comes with its own challenges and things that people have to learn. Yeah. So but this lack of, you know... N- this quote-unquote lack of needing a formal education to, you know, do customer service jobs. It This perception... Of, or no, like, no, no. The lack... What'd you say? The lack of... The the perception of the lack of formal education oh, to yeah, do yeah. customer mm-hmm, service mm-hmm, jobs mm-hmm. is what... It reflects upon the workers themselves and leads... Can lead to deep, like, self-esteem issues about the work that you do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um... Not to go back to the pandemic, because I know everyone likes talking about that. Who does But <laughs> the pandemic has worsened these kinds of self-esteem issues even more. Um, the Philadelphia Inquirer um, explained this in a fantastic article. So I'm just going to give you all... Um, this is directly quoted from them, just really quick. I feel like they put it in a really great way, so I'm just going to take it directly from them. In the summer of 2020, the CDC... Um, reported a 14% increase in symptoms of anxiety and depressive disorders among the national adult U.S. population compared with pre-pandemic levels. However, for grocery workers, they found that the levels of anxiety and depression are more than twice the national average. More than twice. More than twice. More than half of grocery store workers we heard from believe that they will be verbally threatened by an angry customer at some point during the pandemic. Employees are often on their own when it comes to getting customers to observe basic public health measures and be civil. Many lack support from management in enforcing the public health guidelines that serve them, their families, and coworkers and customers safe. Customers have come right... Oh, sorry. Uh, I'll preface. This is um, a quote from... A service employee, customers have come right into my personal space and leaned in to tell me why they're not going to wear one, politics, uncomfortable, too hot, can't breathe, their medical condition, etc. But I wear mine correctly for eight hours every day to protect them. Most grocery, and then this is just a separate quote from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Most grocery workers earn low wages. Only half of all retail workers are eligible for employee-sponsored health insurance or paid sick leave. And I felt like adding that in just because that's another layer of the pandemic of, like, just not having insurance or time to be sick with, you know, COVID or something along those lines. Because you're putting yourself on the front lines of trying to help people and And, and your employers don't give a shit about your health. And they're... You know, and then you have these rude customers who do not care about your health either, and you're wearing that mask eight hours a day to protect those people that are degrading and being rude to you. Yeah. So it's it's quite upsetting to see um, just customers devalue these jobs and be disrespectful to these yeah. workers, and it's quite sad to see companies not give employer-sponsored health insurance or paid sick leave, especially during a pandemic, to these workers. Right. And, I mean, they're not... These workers aren't 
valued in wages and they have to worry about violent and angry customers as we've reiterated and reiterated numerous times and these workers deserve respect at the very least it's it's disgusting that they don't get respect because it really should just be a a baseline i don't understand why it's such a hard concept to at least give them some respect where where did the respect go that you know most of us were taught as kids to treat people with respect like like you treat others as you want to yeah exactly thank you harry and you can treat people with Mm -hmm. kindness find a place to feel feel good Listen to Harry Styles. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it, you know, it may be childish, but just treat others the way you want to be treated. Like, mm. would you want someone coming into your personal space and yelling about you about how you're a dumbass and how you're going to get sued and how you're going to, you know, get... That was a know, lot. Like, that was oh, a lot. Like, I know, but, like, these are, these are things that happen to everybody. Uh, yeah. That, like, you know when you won't simply return something for somebody because it's been opened or, you know, like, something ridiculous like mm-hmm. that, yeah. that, you know, it could put, it, it has effects on your mental health and maybe your physical safety, like. this, It's just, there's so many levels. There's the level of just respect that isn't there. There's the level of monetary value that isn't there. And there's the level of the more systemic, racial, sexist um, aspects of just devaluing all sorts of types of workers and jobs in America. And it's, 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 yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, it's very upsetting. I know. And education nowadays, like, it has nothing to do with the job that you hold, especially the in the economy that we're in. In this economy? <laughs> in this economy? Like, people with multiple PhDs could be working in, you know, the service retail or trade jobs that, because they're not able to find a job in the field that they want and mm-hmm. spend, you know, many years and many thousands of dollars studying. That's a whole other issue. Yeah. Higher education. Oh, mm. <laughs> why Whoa. college? Oh, why? That that's a whole other issue as to those kind of burdens, but we won't get into that today. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And, you know, say people with educations do go into different work workforce, such as teaching, they are degraded and paid less because of the jobs being traditionally yeah. female women dominated. So even not looking at service and retail jobs, if it's a job that is traditionally women dominated, they are going to be degraded and devalued. Right. Which, so it really doesn't, it really, honestly, that just even goes to show it doesn't matter what job you're in or what job you go to. There's probabilities that you can be devalued in any job in America. Right. It's quite sad. So, you know, I think it's just as easy as thinking about this, kind of going back more into the service and retail aspects, but what if there were no workers in your grocery store? What would happen if there was no workers in your favorite restaurant? Like, you, What if everybody just went on strike? I guess you, you are just making your food at home, except you can't even go and buy your food because there's no one working at your grocery store. So... Are you starting a farm? I don't... Like, what do you want? What do you... Like, these people are providing a service for you that allows you to run your everyday life, and they deserve to be treated with respect in any type of aspect that you can think of. Companies should be doing better to monetarily treat their workers correctly. We should be setting better federal minimum wage laws and labor practice laws. Customers should be doing their part to be respectful and considerate of workers, and we really should just 
let's just not be devaluing jobs the way we are. Yeah. 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 So again, moral of the story, treat others the way you want to be treated, folks. We're all people treat here. Treat people with kindness. <laughs> we're, we're all we're all people here. We're just here people trying to do the life we're thing. We're just people peopling. We are peopling, in fact. We are peopling. So, with so that, please allow us to people. Yes, please allow us. <laughs> please allow us to people. With that, thank you for listening to Uncertified and Unqualified. We release episodes every other Monday. And thank you guys again for listening. Bye. Bye.